Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Monday with Miles, Speaking of Precision. Joining me today is Carly Kistler-Miller, and we are going to discuss how we think business policies and communications will change because of COVID-19. Thanks, Miles. Yeah, we know that a lot of the policies and communications have changed because of the COVID, but it'll be interesting to see if those changes are going to stick or if we're going to revert back to the old ways. I mean, we're living in a strange time right now, and I don't know how we'll come out of the other end without some sort of change. So what were you thinking with regards to business policies? Growing up, I learned that necessity is the mother of invention. We have policies because we have needs for policies. During the recent COVID-19 crisis, which we're still living through today, many of us found out that necessity is indeed a cruel mother. Prior to COVID-19, policies were firm. There was little to no interpretation of our policies regarding hours of work, cell phone use in the shop, or whether or not someone could work from home. Well, I've been working from home, so do you think that working from home and social distancing is having an influence? Absolutely, but even more importantly, culturally, I've seen huge changes at the federal level. The FDA used to take years and years to approve a new treatment. Now, they approve different treatments for this uh, coronavirus in, in weeks, not years, weeks. We had an absolute uh, requirement to not reuse PPE. Personal protective equipment in the healthcare industry was use it once and, and pitch it. It was purely disposable. FDA has now approved protocols for sanitizing and reusing personal protective equipment. And PMPA and our members had a large role in trying to expedite the production of ventilators to get medical device manufacturing approval and FDA good manufacturing practice was a major project, major process, took years. Ford GM got to the head of that line in less than a couple weeks. And some of our members are still making precision machine components necessary for these life-saving devices. It's interesting too. give them a little backstory here. How long did it take for us to gather up the information on our members on how they could capacity for capacity for the ventilator parts? Well, that was interesting. General Motors reached out to one of our members for help with parts. They had a list of about 36 parts they needed to source. The member company could source a couple, but there's a bunch that they needed to find suppliers for. They provided us with a package of prints on Friday, late Friday afternoon. And we had quotes, firm in hand quotes, for all 36 parts from 71 of our member companies in 48 hours. By five o'clock Sunday night, our team and our member companies had found a way to manufacture each and every one of those critical human safety uh, parts. Well, hopefully the uh, 
government is paying attention and these things don't have to take months and years in the future. But um, what is it that you said to me? The old policies are dead, Carly. Long live the new policies. <laughs> so that's federal level. Do you have an example on something that's changed at the state level? The old policies are dead. Long live the new policies. In Ohio, you could not get carry-out wine with carry-out food from your favorite restaurant. The new policy allows two drinks with every carry-out food order. The old policies are dead. Long live the new policies. Long live the new policies. So we've done federal, we've done state. Let's bring it down to how about in our shops? Ours are not flexible. We have a schedule, you keep to the schedule. Work is done at work. There is no work at home policy. No cell phones on our shop floor, no exceptions. By the way, that packet of sticky notes that went out in your briefcase, that might be a discipline notation in your file. Heaven forbid you take two monitors home or your desk chair, but today, all of these policies are dead. You need office supplies? Come on in and get them. Whatever you need to be effective at home. You need the extra monitors. You need an ergonomically more correct chair so you can get more done from your dining room table. Come and get it. The old policies are dead. Long live the new policies. I know I brought home a bunch of post-its and paper, thing that you have on your desk at work that you need for work, but you don't necessarily have at home, and you're right. Had I been putting post-it notes in my bag to go home prior to this, I probably would have been looked at sideways, but now I've got monitors and everything. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, I've noticed what has happened. People are more productive. When you came in today, what was the first thing I said to you? when you sat down. Yeah, you told me I should work from home more because uh, I'm extremely productive at home. We're finding new efficiencies. We're putting the time that used to be wasted, whether it was driving to the soda fountain or to Starbucks to get coffee on our way in, our commuting time, all this time that was bumper time wasn't really effective. Now we're able to work our, our day may or may not have gotten longer, but our successful employment of our time has certainly increased with this new flexibility. I think the shops may be seeing it, especially I've been seeing the on our listservs, emails going back with members about how the cell phone policies have changed and actually made it easier for the employees to communicate. That's absolutely right. So. In the old policies, we looked at the cell phone as an unwelcome trespasser, a spy almost. Today, we understand that if we have to maintain a social distance, and if we have to comply with the governor's order to have a mask to garble our ability to speak and conceal our lips so we can't have lip reading going on, then why not just use that cell phone to text maybe a picture of the problem and maybe some words which are not able to be misunderstood? The cell phone truly is enabling better communications 
in our shops due to the challenges provided for our compliance to work as essential manufacturers in this era of COVID-19. I tell you, cell phones aren't the only way communications are changing. There's been channels out there for communications that were sitting there, but now they're really being used. And even in our office, there's an example of GoToMeeting. That's been sitting on our computers for a while, but uh, until we started working from home, we didn't really even know how to log on, nonetheless use it. And now, at a whim, we will have a video conference uh, so that we can all talk and, and get things done. So there's all kinds of communication channels that are being used. Uh, how about trying to envision this working from home without the internet? I got my MBA from Walsh University in 2008, and the internet was and email was a major part of my collaboration with my cohort. My old boss got his MBA in the uh, late 90s. They didn't have any such thing as email or internet, and they weren't using online means to share slides. They had to go in person and meet. It's been a godsend, and it's really facilitated communication. And what you said about go to meeting, go to webinar, Zoom meetings, it may be clunky. We may not like being in a box on a screen, but the fact of the matter is, I can see that little lip curl when you say that necessity is a cruel mother or not. I know. It's really, uh, my internet crashed at home during the workday, and I was at a standstill. I didn't have access to my files because of all, all of our files are on the cloud. I couldn't you know, set up a meeting, no emails. I was at a standstill, so I got a brief glimpse of what it would be like if we didn't have the internet. It's definitely keeping things going, and it's changing the way we're looking at things, too. I mean, we just started Technical Tuesday webinar series. I know we've been talking about having online programming because our members are, are scattered throughout the USA and Canada, and now we know that they know how to use the online webinars. It really opened up the doors to, to getting that programming going. With no internet, you couldn't attend a PMPA weekly huddle. Without the internet, I wouldn't be sitting here helping to produce this podcast. We'd be talking to the walls, Miles. Without the internet, we would be talking with the walls. So the interesting thing to us is that this COVID-19, the silver lining is, it has spurred us to more effective action. It has made us reconsider our policies, and it has made us reconsider the trust we put in our performers to know what's important, to do what's important, and to know that they'll deliver it as best they can with whatever they have because they're professionals just like we are. That's right. And being forced to learn something new can actually open up avenues to new ideas and new programming even. Continuous improvement is really about innovating our processes. Nobody thought we'd have this chance to innovate our policies. How did your policies change? What about the ways you used to communicate? 
Did anything new develop from these changes in your shop, in your business? And do you think that these changes are temporary or are they here to stay? Thank you for joining me. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org and don't forget to join me next Monday on Monday with Miles, Speaking of Precision.